Welcome back everyone. You're listening to Type 2 Fun, a podcast that cherishes the fun aspect of all the challenging stuff. Hi, this is Hiba and I'm a medical graduate. Hey everyone, this is Fazan and I'm a business professional. Today we're going to discuss some strategies for effective remote working. So, let's get started. Hiba, why are we discussing this topic today? I think it's really crucial to discuss uh, about the strategies of remote working. especially given the situation of a global pandemic uh, many sectors have adapted to run their systems remotely starting from educational institutions to healthcare institute institutes and uh, various other institutes so uh, basically this has brought a dramatic uh, shift of working style and uh, it has affected uh, the work performance of many individuals uh, so basically a company named uh, buffer uh, it conducted a survey of about uh, 2500 remote individuals and uh, they found that about 20 percent individuals uh, struggled with uh, unplugging from their work and uh, 19% uh, experienced loneliness about 17% had issues with uh, collaborating and communicating with their team and coworkers uh, other than that i think about 8% had a uh, difficulty uh, staying motivated so these figures are very significant and uh, these struggles uh, it looks like these struggles are real therefore we do need a solid strategy for effective remote working to produce quality results and achieve balance in our personal lives and the professional life you know it makes sense with the changing dynamics we should kind of learn to be as effective as we can right like we had to go through that experience when offices were kind of built so okay Tell me about yourself. What challenges do you face, you know, working from home on a daily basis? I think for me personally, taking the first step or and setting the pace is most challenging. Right. So, yeah, I guess you would have had a like I had a routine before all of this COVID-19 mm-hmm. stuff happened, right? I'd get up, have breakfast and then commute and then get to work. Now it's like I'm getting up rolling out of bed and onto a desk. Yeah that that's what many people are facing like a rapid or dramatic change in their routines mm-hmm. and that's really affecting the way people function. So how do we develop a strategy now right of working remotely properly and effectively? So basically if we can categorize uh, the strategy into four components so here's how how it would look like. So the first thing is habits. The next thing uh, would be improvising workspace. Uh, thirdly, it would be collaboration and communicating with team work team workers, and finally, it's hobbies. Okay, do you want to elaborate on? Um, let's say, let's talk about habits first, right? So, what can we do from a habits perspective? When we talk about habits, so what is habit? Basically, habit is something. Um, it's basically a routine or a practice that you do regularly and so often. that it becomes part of your subconscious and then you don't have to think about it and we always like since childhood we always preached that forming good habits is really essential uh for being successful so yeah we can't deny the power of uh, good habits and uh, it, it definitely is one of uh, core strategy to developing um, a good uh, system um, when you're working remotely and uh, recently i was reading a book as a part of a book club and it's called uh, atomic uh, habits by james clear and this is a really interesting book because uh, in this book it uh, just basically talks about how to build good habits and stuff um and uh, what i really found interesting is that in uh, that they they um the author presented a graphical uh, model and it showed that if we try uh, and take initiative to get better one person each day for up to one year uh, by the end of the year we'll have improvement of about 37% 
Whereas uh, if we worsen our habits by one percent each day for one year, uh, then our performance is uh, our performance and self improvement graph is just going to decline up to zero. So even small changes can mount up to bigger differences. So that's where the habit uh, comes into the play. Right. So it's like you gotta take small steps, right, in order to get uh, greater returns or exponential return. Exactly. That makes that, sense. That, that's true. That makes sense. So, um, okay. So, how about some constructive things? Like, what can I do? You know, mm-hmm. th- what kind of habits should I be building now in order to work more effectively? Yeah. So, in my opinion, uh, first of all, designing a to do list beforehand and um, doing like t- task prioritization is really uh, key to start up the day and set up the pace of the day. Mm-hmm. So, you don't get derailed in the series of events. Makes sense. You want to manage your time and your day properly. Okay. And the next thing is that we need to identify our hours of maximum productivity and to see if they are overlapping with our work hours. Ideally, it's going to be morning, but it can be altered based on personal preferences and the flexibility of uh, office working hours. So um, that's another thing because we have to ma- we want to make sure that our hours of maximum productivity are overlapping with our working hours. Yeah, it uh, makes sense. If somebody's a afternoon person or an evening person. Obviously, to the extent that their work allows them that flexibility, they should work in that environment mm-hmm. or in within that time period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I think uh, power breaks play a very important role and uh, it can increase your, the efficiency or the performance. Sometimes uh, people argue that uh, taking power naps or power breaks can are just like wasting time. And it may, it may look like it's uh, wasting time for a shorter period of time. Um, but if you look in the hindsight, it actually enhances the quality of your work. And uh, by power break, it can be anything. It can be a quick nap. It can be um, um, gentle stretches or yoga. Or it can be meditation or even a, a quick walk down the road. So I think uh, we should not understate the power of uh, uh, right. Yeah, definitely. No, it makes sense. You like I experienced that too. It's like I'm looking at something or doing something for a very long period of time. But then, you know, you kind of zone out exactly. after a certain period of time and your concentration kind of goes down. So if you go away, even if it's for like two minutes and come back to it, then you're kind of just restarting in your mind mm-hmm. right? and you're restarting uh, the thought process again. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I guess one of the big things of just working from home and especially trying to build habits is like when you're working from home, there's a lot of distractions, right? So how do you deal with that? Yeah, definitely. Lots of people talk about it. Like the biggest struggles everyone face nowadays is distraction, especially through social media. And uh, right. yeah, there's a concept and there's a theory that I read in my school and that's called distraction conflict theory. And it says that um, that the distractions do impair the performance of a certain task. And uh, it also reduces the likelihood uh, of uh, completing that task. And when you are distracted by social media or other other distractions in your environment, then when you go back, like after experiencing that interruption, when you go back to your primary task, you need a longer recovery period to achieve that same level of attention. And uh, in the shorter period, it might not look, look significant. It might just feel like nothing has happened. But over time, it does create stress in your body and it affects your happiness level. And that type of stress is called techno stress. Mm. So ideally, I think it would be best to set a, set aside a certain time for checking out emails and social media, or maybe you can do it during your power break. 
but at least you will have a designated time where you are checking social media and not uh, being interrupted uh, during your work. Right, you're losing efficiency because if you decide to pick up your phone to check, you know, whatever notification you just got, yeah, right, you're losing your thought process, your chain of thoughts, and then you kind of have to restart from the beginning. Exactly, that's the thing. Right. So, Balan, do you have any ideas um, or like any suggestions of how we can improve uh, our productivity? One thing you can do is uh, have a clutter-free space, or not have as so much disorganization and both of these things, I mean, in the physical world and in the virtual world, right? So a lot of the people, a lot of people have, you know, if you look at their desktops, they have like a thousand files on their desktop and it just feels so overwhelming, right? Even just visually looking at it, it might be that they have a system in place and that's why it's all there. But if somebody else comes and looks at their screen, it's just visually you feel, I mean, mentally and emotionally, you do feel something, that something's wrong, right? So you want to... Do housekeeping, whether in the virtual world or the real world, as much as possible. That's, I think, one thing. And that'll help you create habits, right? It'll help you with your file organizations and just organizational skills in life in general, right? Another thing you can do is, you know, exercise, do physical activity. Obviously, we can't, you want to be mindful of the guidelines that are present in your geography, right? So if you can go run outside, then go run outside or take a walk. If you can, then maybe just do something inside, yeah. right? There's uh, there's more than one way of doing any given task. Okay, so we talked about habits. Uh, why don't we talk about workspace now, right? Um, yeah, sure. So let's see, what's, uh, what's kind of important when you think about workspaces? Yeah, so when we are working remotely, we don't have um, a designated space like we have in the office and all the equipment. So I think if we can create a similar designated workspace, even if you're working remotely from home, um, then I think it, it would be really helpful in bringing that efficiency level. And uh, it does not matter that you have a, like a smaller, a large workspace. It really it is based on your available resources. Uh, other than that, I think it's also important to focus on comfortable ergonomics. Uh, it can be a one-time investment, but it can go a long way because I think um, if you have a good chair with a good lumbar and uh, ne- neck support, and then it can really help you with uh, working long hours at your desk and uh, produce quality results. Yeah. And uh, furthermore, I just think that having a designated space is really important because uh, it will create a boundary between your personal life and your work life. And right. as and as you're working uh, from home, this boundary gets blurred because you're working at the same place, you're eating at the same place, and you're just chilling out at the same place. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, like like analogous to that example is just, you know, when we, when I go to my office, I know that when I'm walking out of my office, it's like work's done, exactly. right? It's like mm-hmm. mentally I know that I've clocked out of work mm-hmm. the moment I walk out the doors, yeah. right? That doesn't mean that obviously if I need to work something from home, I can still mm-hmm. do it later on. But like mentally, I've clocked out, yeah. and that distinction doesn't happen at all, at, uh, at home. Ibazan, uh, can you um, can you tell me that uh, what uh, apps or what uh, resources do you use to personally uh, manage your workspace while you're working from home? Yeah, so I, I think a couple of apps that I use is um, one of the one of them is for focusing. Right, and you need an app to kind of help you focus. Yeah, uh, no so doubt. there's a, there's a lot of apps, right? There's one called uh, Forest, which uh, you can set a timer and it grows. A tree grows, right? So the better you do, the 
to follow the tree and that kind of stuff. There's another app uh, that I use called Tide. It tracks uh, obviously how long you focus for, right? And if you get distracted, or you, for example, you picked up your phone and check something out, it records that. Uh, but it also provides uh, uh, meditative uh, sounds and stuff to help you focus. That's from a focus perspective. And then uh, you have project management tools, right? There's uh, apps, obviously, but there's uh, programs as well on the computer that you can use to kind of manage your tasks or your whatever you need to get done, right? Your to-do list and that kind of stuff. ClickUp is a free software. They have a free um, version that you can use. Notion is another one. So they're both examples of project management tools that you can use personally and for your teams as well. Yeah, personally, I've also used Forest, and I think it's a wonderful way um, to focus. And it also creates, as you're building more trees, it also creates like a positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. So you, you, as much as uh, you're growing trees, you also get like positive re- reinforcement to work more and stay more focused. Yeah, so it's like you're gaining something, right? Exactly. By focusing, your reward is, even though it's a virtual tree, it's a yeah. tree. So, uh, yeah, so next uh, I would like to talk about uh, collaboration because I think when we are working remotely, it uh, it's it's hard to collaborate and it's hard to uh, communicate with our team and co-workers. But we should uh, make a point uh, and set expectations with our co-workers. And I think it's really important because when we have clear communication and when we have set up expectations, it um, really gives us the comfortability to unplug uh, even after the working hours. Because if you're not uh, communicating, then uh, we always feel under pressure mm-hmm. that uh, we are not performing well or we are not delivering as much as it is expected. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Setting expectations is uh, it's critical in a normal office setting, but it's even more critical when you're working remotely. So everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Other than that, like uh, when we are working remotely, we also have this, uh, especially in the current times, uh, you also tend to, we also tend to feel uh, lonely. So I think we can use uh, different tools to engage with our coworkers. Um, and it can be group chats or like Microsoft Teams or Slack or any other visual uh, collaborative, collaboration tools um, to keep an engaging atmosphere and uh, have uh, like even casual chats and stuff. So it does uh, bring that uh, energy level. I think the last point we wanted to discuss was uh, hobbies, right? In my mind, hobbies are important, right? Just from a mental, from your personal mental state perspective. Because if you're working all the time and you're not doing anything else besides work, you'll eventually feel burnout. So I think yeah. it's uh, it's important that even if you're, you know, remote working, you take some time to pursue hobbies, whether you had them before or maybe come up, uh, start some new ones. It'll impact your overall behavior, and it's good for your mental health. Humans, we're social animals, and we require social interaction, right? Obviously, we have to limit that in the current circumstances, but once we kind of get out of the lockdown periods, you know, hobbies don't have to be too crazy, right? It might be just as simple as, you know, going to the park and meeting people in your neighborhood or, you know, playing sports, joining some sort of a recreational league and that kind of stuff. It's all to help stimulate your mind, keep your mental health in check, and avoid uh, burnout. Do you want to wrap this up? Uh, kind of take us through a high level what we discussed. So basically, as we discussed, there are four main subcategories or sub-strategies that I would like to um, further highlight. Um, so first is the habits, where we have to identify the shortcomings of our personal system mm-hmm. and uh, make 
little improvements, even if it is one person uh, every day. The next is improvising our workspace and making sure that we are working at a designated space in a clutter-free environment. Uh, the next is uh, collaboration and communication. So clear communication and setting up expectations with our core co-workers is really very important. And lastly, pursuing hobbies. It's really important and crucial to pursue hobbies you know, to prevent burnout. And uh, I think it's equally important to understand that the outcomes of uh, following these strategy won't be immediate. But I think if we uh, if we start following this stra- these strategies, these simple strategies, then over the course of time, um, like due to a positive uh, compounded effect, we are going to see uh, outcomes in our life and how we are feeling and managing uh, work remotely. No, that makes sense. It takes it takes small steps uh, in order to have a greater gain compounded down the road. That's why we like type two fun, right? As a concept, it's you not so much suffer but you get through the hard stuff right in order to kind of look back and cherish the outcome that's true. Uh, on the other side and uh, no i think uh, i think that's a that's a good way of looking at, uh, at the remote work situation and improving it the process might be you know difficult at times but you just got to make sure that we implement the small changes in our personal system so that we adapt to things quicker and easier Hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some valuable insights. Tune in next Friday for our next episode. Take care until then.